0: have Another crack at that, yeah. It's gonna be great. <laughs> Warwick Kappa,
1: how are you? Yeah, buddy? good. The teeth are going beautiful. Thanks, Dr. D. Tom Warren Kappa, sent ya. Mate, those chompers they don't chip or fade. They don't chip or fade. Guess what? Your nickname is <laughs> the great white shark. The great white shark. You haven't been chipping them in, in your sleep, mate? No, I wear a mouth guard for that <laughs> just in case. I've just got another memo, so don't forget to book me and um, Dane Swan and um, <laughs> Shannon Roll <laughs> a memo or oh, cameo. It's going came lovely. <laughs>
0: Oh, that is fucking hilarious. This is a show of plugs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How's your week been, mate? It all right. Not bad at all, buddy. Not bad at all. How about you? You've been uh you've been a wizard in the kitchen this week?
1: Yeah, got yeah, we got some makers last night, some Chinese. That so was good. And then Nick wouldn't fucking go home at four in the morning. And then I got the second injection. But the second injection? Where'd you get it? Um, in the ball bag? No. Right arm. But everything was good, <laughs> yep. No problems. And, in the right arm? Yep.
0: Lucky yeah. you're ambidextrous, mate. I was waiting
1: to have a heart attack, but didn't. Didn't no. kick in, so it's no. good. So
0: My, what is that? Myocarditis yep. or something? Yes. If Which one have, do you have, mate? Astra. Astra. I think it's the safest. Uh, Say the same. I what, know, aren't, they fa- aren't, aren't they phasing that one
1: out? <laughs> I don't know, mate. But don't not don't, don't, don't bring it up again. <laughs> no.
0: Jeez, I I'm, remember when I got mine. You fucking outed me in like the first three seconds. Right, yeah, <laughs>
1: there's a lot of anti antifreeze in this in the Kappa cave. Oh,
0: I know. <laughs> like, we fucking start recording the show, and Warwick's like, "Oh, fucking you, cave, didn't you, mate?"
1: Yeah, we don't want we don't want any sh- we, don't, we don't want any shedding. No. <laughs> I know. all terminology.
0: You do, don't you? Yeah. Well, I guess I probably better do our intro. This is the T Wiz podcast, episode 16. I'm Tony Marks. And as always, I am beside the man with the most incredible smile. Thanks to Dr. D himself. Yes. The incredible wizard, Warwick Kappa, number 39 from Qantas. How are you, buddy? Good, thanks, mate. Mate, I am. Feeling good tonight? I am so impressed with those teeth. Yeah. They can see me about two and a half arcades away. Fucking Great. hell, mate! Yeah. It's like basically you can well, the two things you can see in a nightclub: cum stains and Warwick smile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice, yes. mate. Um, it really is good to be back in the Kappa Cave. You're, uh, you're uh, having a, a good uh, good time last week. You went to the uh, the TED talk with the Playboy bunnies. Yeah, that
1: was good. Up the first thirty minutes, I was Playboy. I was actually pole vaulting to the toilets up thirty <laughs> minutes, and I did a quality seven minutes. Did you? Yeah. And they had um, who was that MC, mate? Last week, didn't you say no, it was Marty, Marty Fields? Marty Fields, he was good. Yeah, He went too long, but he was good. Yeah, he Marty. was always welcome, man. Take
0: uh, take notes there, Marty.
1: I said, get in there quick, Marty, and get out there. Hard crowd, mate. Don't take it personally. <laughs> there was more pussy here than the bed shop, Marty. Do not take it personally.
0: <laughs> and when he meant a hard crowd, they were a yeah. fucking hard. Oh, they crowd. were, weren't they? <laughs> a hard yeah. crowd. No, it was good, mate. It was good. Good five, six hours. Yeah, I mean. Uh I mean, no, I think, uh, you know, now that we've sort of hit the lofty heights of the number two entertainment news podcast in the country, you'd think that the fucking co host of the T Wiz podcast would get a VIP ticket. Oh, no, I know, I can't
1: believe it. Fucking hell, mate. I still charge three, the, friend, the friends 400.
0: Mate, I, I'd happily have uh, 30 minutes of your
1: fame. You've had it for 30 years. Correct. Alex is that tidy squeaks. He wouldn't even get <laughs> the boys' <laughs> discount. They couldn't, couldn't get him out of the lap dance room. Couldn't you? No, oh, David, Josh. Like he's part of the
0: furniture. David told me how much he dropped last week. He dropped off like a oh, bit. Horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to say it on the air, don't worry. But, the, but, the, but they're going to be regulars
1: every year from now on. Yeah, so... Uh, it's going to be great, yeah. We'll
0: get an invite. Yeah, we'll get free ones next year, don't worry. I heard a rumour that there might be a little trip on uh, Mr Mister Newman's boat. Yeah, Come that up. should be good, yeah. The, Hopefully Ricky doesn't just disclaire his arm again, like last year. <laughs> well, we'll speak, speaking of uh, the incredible Ricky Nixon, we have got a killer show tonight. We have got the... AFL legend and the player manager extraordinaire. Yes, it's going to be a controversial. Mr. It's going to be great. Mr. Ricky Nixon. And uh, right off the bat, I just want to say, I know that uh, I know that there's a lot of low-hanging fruit in this area, but uh, for anybody that's looking for any of the headline-grabbing shit that's been in the media of the last however many months or years or whatever's been going on, we're actually going to go a completely different path. I'm absolutely fascinated by... Oh my, let's get positive uh, stuff, eh? By what, by what Ricky achieved as a basically a trailblazer in terms of player management. He's one of the um,
1: best player managers in the 80s, 90s. Fantastic. had the big six names. The, the Club 10. Yep, Club the 10. Club 10. Yeah. So you're talking about a guy who managed... 6'10", th- same thing. Couldn't afford <laughs> me that, but we had the big top players. He did well. <laughs> was, uh, was, uh, was Ricky around when you were in the game, mate? Yeah, I, I couldn't get away out of Peter Jess's contract. He tied me up, but tied, they were tied me shorts. Really? I didn't think that was possible.
0: Yeah, but it was a uh, good day, yeah. Really, that's mm. unbelievable. Well, um, Warwick, uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna just fly straight through this tonight. Um, last week, though, I will mention that uh, we had an incredible interview with um, two absolute legends of the Australian music scene. We had a, a special tribute episode last week, so we got straight to the point. Yeah, no, um, wasn't that great last week? A tribute show to Billy Thorpe and Lobby Lloyd, two icons of the Australian music scene, and we had the drummer from the Billy Thorpe. And the Aztecs, Gil yeah. Matthews.
1: He was in the band for 30 years. And oh, yeah.
0: we had uh, the bass player and close personal yeah. friend of Lobby Lloyd, Gavin Carroll, in the Kappa Cave with us last week. We had part one of a, a very deep and meaningful conversation. Those guys are going to be back for yeah, uh, part great.
1: two next year. And he started learning drums
0: when he was five. A fantastic effort. Yeah, Gil Matthews, when he was eight, he he made was, a great career at it, didn't he? He, uh, he was playing professionally he uh, toured the world yeah. as an 11 year old drummer or in the world yep yeah and uh you know became the first and i think the only ever honorary australian or maybe even in the world honorary mouseketeer yep um you know was given a set of hi-hats by buddy rich who's one of the most icon- iconic drummers in the history of music yeah and uh along with playing with normie Rowe. Uh, you know Mondo Rock, but was also a close personal friend and a collaborator, producer, and engineer of Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs. Yeah. Uh, and Gavin Carroll, who's been a just a close personal friend of mine for you know almost thirty years. Uh, played bass with the bands Hush. Played with Lobby Lloyd. Yeah, didn't play Hush. How's that? And um, unbelievable. And was a was a dear and close personal friend with Lobby Lloyd, who Lobby spent um, most of his final days. Living at Gavin's house in Nutterwadding right. um, before his untimely passing when he was only sixty five years old, That's a bit young, isn't it? And um, it was an absolute pleasure to have both of those gentlemen on the show last week. And we're going to see them in a couple months. They're playing, so we'll go and support them. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna get out and have a look. But um, the world's worst production assistant's in the studio with us again. Yeah. Has he? Uh, has it been cleaning up around the house, Warwick? No, hasn't done much. He hasn't done much. He kept me up to four a.m. last night. Has he been... Those masturbating elbows haven't been banging on the walls under the stairs. Yes, he's got a few blisters. He's
1: got a few blisters. It's all in fun, though.
0: It's all in fun. I had to
1: hide my movie, my penthouses. (laughs) I was in penthouse three times. Well, actually once. We took up three pages. But yeah, I had (laughs) had to hide them. Caps goes, boom.
0: That was like a mad magazine (laughs)
1: fold-out. Yeah, yeah. And there's also two editions. a scratch and smell edition or just the ordinary one. Yeah.
0: You don't want that under your fingernails? No. No. Well, um... Nicky D is currently using his mobile phone to film things here that we might have to edit later, um, and the quality of the video is likely to be garbage. Yep. You know that right.
1: You got a point. Yeah. Yep.
0: So uh, Nicky Simon's D. Ho- Simon Hoskins is ready to take over his job. Hoskins. <laughs> Hosford. Hosford is ready to <laughs> take over his
1: job. Same thing, mate. Uh, Simon Hosford, and we're going to go and see, so, We're going to watch him play. On 25th January.
0: So uh, the Ben Hallen uh, show, isn't it? Is that right? It is Tuesday the 25th yeah. at the Corner Hotel.
1: That's going to be shit hard.
0: And. The week before, I know that we're actually going to be recording the show on Thursday nights as of next week. Yep. And the show will go onto the platforms on the Fridays. Yep. What I needed to ask you actually is, I might as well ask you while we're on the show, is the week before, I think it's um, around about the 20th or the 21st of January, if we can do one other Friday night show that week, because if we can, uh, the whole Fair Warning band All right. can be here in the Kappa Cave. I'll check a diary, mate. Check the diary? Because I've got a couple of jobs. on am a secret Santa.
1: Tell me about When's that. Wednesday week. HGH, company in the city. You're a secret Santa? Oh, I've got Santa. to wear this suit and just sneak in the back door.
0: <laughs>
1: Warwick loves sneaking in the What's back door. i 30 years doing that with the swanets. That's <laughs> so going to be right down my alley. Or <laughs> All right up there. So yes. Boom, boom. No,
0: Boom. There it is. Hey, uh, Nikki D, can you get the iPad ready? We're about to move into Warwick Kappa's favourite segment. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, County. Hey, and then we we've got Richard Nixon coming up, haven't we? <laughs> After that. <laughs> we've got the president. himself. He'll be outie. <laughs> what have we got, Nikki D? Bring okay. it up, mate. Bring, Bring it, it up, mate. Okay. okay, here first, we go. The first, first, the first one, guys.
1: Line. He got locked out of his home state during lockdown, then slept on Nikki D's couch. And wouldn't fuck off for months. <laughs> he got co- he got caught jerking off on the couch 11 times. He did. Sounds like me. Sometimes he'd start halfway through a movie. I know. But luckily, luckily it didn't take long him very long to finish. It was a bit weird that one of those movies was the Mighty Ducks and the whole family were watching. I know this guy too. He's quite painful. Yeah. He's a nephew of AFL legend David Reese jones And you played with David yes. Reese jones I used to sit on heads. He used to punch heads. <laughs> Most reported man in the world. It goes all right. It goes all so right. So Heath, Rhys Jones, Happy, happy Birthday, can' We all be up David
0: and Ricky. There you go, Heath. You copped it. Now, not only is Nikki D a masturbator, so are you, son. Yes. Yeah, so will we uh, keep going? Yeah. Who, have we, we got, got one. More? We got one more. We
1: have. Sister of the worst production assistant in all of broadcasting. That'd be Nikki D. <clears throat> oh, I know the party. Uh, well, I've heard about this party tomorrow. Yeah, yeah tomorrow night. Yep. <clears throat> Nikki D, she turning the big 50. Doesn't look a day over 39. She must have gone and see Dandelanza. Your guy. Like me and Brian Maddox. You got Brian Mannix's old face on the wall oh, here, yeah, actually. That it stretches over my ass and look fits perfectly. <laughs> Mini me, Brian, and Warwick were fantastic. So happy birthday, the beautiful Tracy Smith. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday
0: Kunti! Happy birthday, Tracy! It's gonna be a great birthday tomorrow. Don't worry, it's a rite of passage, you know. Tracy, uh, Tracy's a fan of the show, isn't she? She's very She loves the show. Yep, yep. We're gonna let Nikki D say yes on the show tonight. Okay. Yes. There you go. Thanks so, uh, worry. We have got an absolute legend of AFL and VFL on the show right now. Uh, this man has basically pioneered player management. He was a star footballer. He's a star yes, in terms of like blazing a trail for, for player managers in he, the world.
1: He, he, he orchestrated Club 10, I he, believe. He, and that he was certainly did.
0: Star. We have got the legendary Mr. Ricky Nixon. Let's give him Welcome a clap. to the show,
1: Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> All the way from down the beach. Can we get a bit
2: round up? Ricky, you might have to yep. clap us. Stop well, clapping, Melissa.
1: <laughs> clap <laughs> yourself, quiet, <my> Melissa.
2: <laughs> quiet, Melissa. Quite, <laughs> Ricky no.
1: might have a clap a few times, but he's right. all right tonight. Actually, no, right
2: I couldn't have described myself better. Actually, well done, Tony. <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. Chicken goes bang. Mm,
0: really Chicken goes bang. She can he goes bang. Goes he bang. certainly does.
2: Mate, uh, thanks for coming on the show, Ricky. No, it's a pleasure to be with such super-duper stars, you know. I'm actually shaking in my shoes here, a bit nervous, you know, because <laughs> I haven't done many media interviews before. And No, it's been a big two yeah, months for you, but everything's yeah. good now? No, it's not, I'm not, you're not usually in the limelight or spotlight or whatever you call it. I'm usually just getting burnt. Yeah, so that yeah. does
1: happen. That's showbiz, mate. Take, yeah. the, take the good no. with the
2: bad. Mate.
0: Yeah, well, no matches here, mate. Uh, we, we had a conversation on the telephone yesterday. We did. And, uh, you know... A part of that conversation was, you know, I'd I said to Ricky that look, it's real easy. I listen to Sam's podcast, and you know, you you, you check out what's going on in mainstream media, and it's it's just
2: it's all one way traffic. It's all their way. There's just it?
0: this gotcha. That's yeah. just
2: clickbait crap. And I mean, you know, to be stopped in a supermarket by a lady who was said, "Ricky, you don't know me. I'm 92 years old." This media crap is just total rubbish. Yep. She goes, "With this this community here supports you 100 percent." Yep. Get on with your life. Anyway, yeah. I'm not here to talk about negativity. No, no, and,
3: and
1: neither are we, uh, you know... You've made oh. plenty of a charity, mate, over the years, So with me and you. So. Uh, you know, To so, criticise so. my charity, which so has put on ass. two, two yeah. great games yeah. for kids,
2: and they've cu- I flew one kid and his family down from... From Queensland, It cost him yep. only seven and a half grand to put I him met, up. I met him. Yeah. I played that, two and games. And I also go got Hawthorne to take him out on the ground in Fantastic. Brisbane. Fantastic, yep. You know, for the Herald Scum to write that, you know, yeah. I, I, I fake footies, you know, to do with my charity. It's just a yeah. bloody disgrace. And they, they are, and everyone knows, they are nothing but a bloody disgrace. It's just a fake news. Oh, these just just yeah, it is.
1: they call it is. They love negative the news. The least
2: respected people in the world these days are journalists. Yeah, they love negative news. Well, I
0: mean, I, I think that there are definitely some journalists that, uh, that you know, they, they go after... The, the easy story, you know, and um, but but I mean, I think to be fair, well,
2: they've you know, never achieved anything in their lives and they nah. think they're stars because they write a story, but all they are is a scum of the earth. Well, look, I, I think to yeah, they, be f- yeah,
1: they're behind their pens, aren't they?
2: Well, yeah.
0: look, I think to be fair, I think there are some great journalists out there, and I think there are also some people out there that that yep. that don't really have any regard for the humanity in people. And they don't really have a good, close look in their own backyard at what's going on in their life before they you know, cast judgment on others. Correct. And um, oh,
2: you look know. If, I, if I wrote a book next year, which I'm looking at doing, yep. the hidden stories behind the AFL and some of these journalists and what they did and I declare who they are and what they did, they're in a lot of trouble. That'll go well Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, they're in a lot of trouble. You, you'd
0: have a few people running scared. You've, uh, been, you've been around a long time.
2: Mate. I've had a few text me in the last month going, please don't, please don't. I <laughs> go, okay. well, sorry. Yep. Your day's coming. Yep.
0: Well, look, like I said on the phone yesterday, I, I don't think it matters whatever industry you're in, whenever there's money involved, if you've got people that are affluent, high-earning people, whether it's a profile career or not, I think once there's a lot of money involved... The you jealousy know, starts kicking
1: in, like mate, t- tall puppy syndrome well, there's
0: also a lot of shit that goes down at fucking staff Christmas parties shit that people, <laughs> people don't want made public, right? And the fact of the matter is, is we've all got friends, you know, we've all done things, we've yeah. all said things.
1: That's what I'm worried about next week when I go in there.
2: Well... Secret Santa. I'm going to walk in backwards. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't break your teeth, <laughs> all right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no. I, For I those people listening in tonight, I'm sitting opposite <laughs> Warwick, and all his teeth are shining in my eyes, and I can't even open them. Lucky this isn't being filmed tonight, because thanks to Doctor D, pure porcelain. Oh.
0: Well, Nikki D is filming a little bit of it on the camera, as you can see, yeah. and he's had to adjust his white balance, Ricky. <laughs>
1: <know>. <laughs> the great white shark. The yeah. great white
0: shark. But but yeah, look. So you know, we're not going to go down that path. I, I've uh, myself and a lot of friends of mine, people my generation you know, we grew up watching you basically at the helm of the greatest names in football that ever existed. Gary Ablett, mm. Wayne Carey. Lockett. You know, Jason Dunstall, Tony Lockett. Rewold. You know, you, you're yeah. talking about basically the cream of the crop. Yeah. right? And so, you know, people that were that highly skilled, that in demand, that could literally write their own tickets. For them to all rally behind you as their spokesperson, their representative – you must have been doing something right.
2: <laughs> well, look, I think it's just we were talking about before in business. Sometimes you're just in the right spot at the right time, and you know, I'm, I'm, I would be not scared or frightened to say that I was just lucky, and but I suppose at the time you you got to be. I, I think. Um, Jake Naylor writes for the Herald Sun, uh, he got it right. He said, Ricky's an entrepreneur. He's not really an agent. Entrepreneurs are very creative and can create, you know, radio shows, TV shows, you name it. Yeah. I was looking at my wall today. I mean, I look at Warwick's wall here, and it's all about Warwick. <laughs> but my wall's a bit more about, uh, you know, Club 10. And, and you know, one of the first things that I initiated was a contract with Foxtel and Triple M that was uh, The World According to Pig Jimmy and Roo Boy. And it was Wayne Carey, Jason Dunstall, and James Heard. And it was the highest-rating t- radio show by a mile. Show, yeah. And like, right. if you Remember did a show today with, let's say, Dusty Martin, um, Toby Green, and Nat Fife. People wouldn't listen, like some people would to listen, not the crowds back in those days, because back then they could say what they like. Now they'd be restricted. Yeah, it's all. You know, now. they can't say anything. They'll offend people, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, just, it's all orchestrated the now, world's, now. The yeah. world's just such a clean skin now, it's ridiculous. Very politically correct, aren't they now? Yeah, politically yeah. correct, you're right. Each yeah. new it's a shame because yeah. it, it stops the creativity. I mean, I don't see any agents today doing stuff like that, do you? No, no. no. You know?
0: Well, look, it wasn't that long ago that basically at halftime people were you know, pretty much taking their football boots off, sitting in the yeah. uh, sitting in the change rooms, having a having a cigarette like and a, a can of beer. That's
1: what yeah. David Rish, Rish Jones used to do. Yeah, yeah. play for and when they stopped him, he, he retired. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it, you know, I mean, you had like you know, like legendary figures like yeah. uh, you know John Elliott around, who'd be yeah. smoking at the boardroom yeah. table. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that long ago that the entire mindset of football was completely different, and as each generation of player retires and then either some of them move into media or move into administration, you know, and, you know, obviously, you know, the the implementation of how social media and, and social mm. communications has transformed the way that we interact with people and the way that we present our own lives and criticise yep. each other. It's got down to the point now where, you know... Once upon a time, the people that played football were fucking hard men. Even now, at my age, I watch old games of football knowing that the people I'm watching are in their 20s, Mm. but they still look like older, harder men. You know
1: what I mean? It's, a lot it's, tougher. They it's go, almost but, like... Yeah, it, they, don't, they don't go backwards, they go forwards. they get easy possessions these days. And I it's think it's a shame of the game... Too many free
2: kicks, is, Yeah, the yeah. game now yeah. lacks characters. I mean, we're talking about the biggest character in the game across the yeah. table here. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, you, the names you mentioned before were all characters. Whether it was yeah. Tony Lockett, he had his yeah. charisma because he was big and strong. Yeah. And Wayne Carey had his. And Gary Ablett had his. And, you know, the list goes on and on and, you know... Even simply people like um, Gavin Wanganeen, you know, who played in the back pocket. He just he just was a yeah, yeah. like a he was the superstar Hollywood kid at the time. I remember. And, yep. and, and Dermot, Dermot. And Yeah, Dermot Dubai was, you know, and uh, you know now if I said name ten players who are absolute characters of the game, you'd probably go. You'd go well, Dusty, mean, um, Toby Green. Um, um, oh. Well, I can't I, really yeah, think of not, anyone else. To be honest, you know, I, I'm, I'm not no, that
0: different. excited about watching the game anymore. Oh, look,
2: I, I, I talk to a lot of ex-players. They don't even watch the game anymore. They don't go to the game. Look, I think, I, I, I wouldn't say, I just look at the scores. I watch 10 minutes here, I watched 10 minutes there. The only game I watched last year, or this season, was the grand final. That's the only game I watched. Yeah, that's yeah. A, in, in its, entirety, in that its and entirety. That was a blowout. I knew it would be. Yeah. Well, we
0: had Sam Newman here a few weeks ago, as you know, and, yeah. uh, and we were talking to Sam about how the role of a ruck person or the skill of a ruckman has changed over the years. And, and Sam basically said that he has really very little interest in the modern game.
2: People in his era You know And I've got a lot of friends I won't name them But they live around me In Port Melbourne And they, they just They hate the game now they, they, mm. they just don't think It's even football It's an athletic event yeah. The days of The one-on-one contest Doesn't exist It's now about Going around in circles Going around the other side yeah. Of the ground You know Maintain possession The, the one-on-one yeah. contest Doesn't exist and
1: The role of football And that's hundred, why hundred The copies. biggest
2: player In the game Is great at the One-on-one contest When it adventure right? Is Dusty Because yeah. of yeah. his You know His ability to push people off And you know His strength yeah. And his power He's off, very yeah. much a Gary Ablett senior, but a smaller version. He's yeah, got the great
1: fend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the role of the full forwards changed now. They like when they, people they say they to me. every eight minutes, don't they, Ricky? Yeah.
2: When people ask me who's the greatest player of all time, I answer it this way Wayne Carey is by far the greatest player I've seen, apart from you, and, um But Gary Ablett yeah. is the most freakiest, most watchable player. If I had 10 tickets to watch him play, I'd use 10 on Gary every time. But yeah, Wayne was the greatest player. He was, he was, he was lightning in a bottle. Oh, look Un- he, he was just freakish, unpredictable. Kicked 14 goals three times in home and away games. Not well, bad. Like, no one's got even close to that. I only got 10. That was yeah. my best. He got 14 three times. Three times he got it. Yeah, 14. I bet 14 I bet. And. You know, in a grand final to kick nine in a losing team. Like but mean, just just but yeah. even
0: still, there's not that many people have kicked 10 goals in an AFL-VFL game. Yeah, yeah about
2: 16. Mate. He's also a bloke who, who's taught me a lot of lessons in life. I'll never forget, he took me out on a boat once to talk to me. And I'd been hassling for ages. because Back in the 90s, I'd, I was offered 120 grand for him to go on the footy show. Now, that'd be equivalent of nearly a million dollars now. So what, just to, and to he make parents yeah, or to, to be a part of the show? Yeah, they just wanted to get him to do an exclusive interview. And, what year um, was that, right? Oh, I would have been late nineties or about yeah. ninety eight. Yep. Um and um, he, he didn't want to know he do actually it. said that once you to come out on the boat, I I'll we'll talk to you, Rick and I said, What about? And he said, We'll talk about it on the boat. And when we're on the boat, he said, Look Rick, I don't want to be like everyone else. I just don't want that life. I just want to live my life on my own. I don't need the publicity. And Tony Lockett's very similar. Mm. Both of them are very reclusive He's and good British on it. Yeah, doesn't like... You thing. know, they're both great blokes and, and that's the way they want to live. Whereas, you know, other players live after football in the limelight, on TV, on the radio, you that, know, that, that, social media. Yeah,
0: having, having that uh, visibility yeah, Mod is Mod does a big quite too. He doesn't yeah. like yeah, it. Yeah, Mods is actually... I
2: managed him and he was... He doesn't like it either. When I went, I went to sign him up, and I've never seen this before. I went to adelaide got off the plane got in a taxi i'm heading to the house get to his street and there's all these girls yelling and screaming like the beatles had arrived and i'm like what the hell and they were out the front of his house on like a tuesday afternoon screaming and yelling and like you don't see that in today's football no but
0: if you if you think about even the greatest artists the greatest singers guitarists of all time you know these people were a unique individual. They were characters. Yeah. That they were. They had their own niche, didn't they? And if you were to basically scrutinise them and yeah. try to, you know, pasteurise and homogenise the homogenise yeah. these people into the modern moulds, they they just wouldn't
2: survive it. No, you know? and so I look at players today too, in fairness, and I and I know players like Dusty that they rarely go out because people have got. What's called a mobile phone in their pocket? It's a weapon, yeah. and you don't want to be out enjoying, trying to enjoy yeah. yourself. And every time you look around, people are filming you. They're taking photos. You go to the toilets; they're holding, ca- you know, phones over the top of the toilets. It's but, just, yeah. it's got ridiculous. Thank God, there's no phones in the eighties. Yeah, you'd, you'd a lot more. I mean, I saw Dusty once in Bay Street, Port Melbourne. He said he was over at the supermarket It took him an hour to buy a liter of milk. I said, well, Why did it take an hour? He goes, Because everyone wanted a photo with me. By the time I got out, and this was Grand Final week, mind you, yep. but and it's understandable, but also. So it's it's hard to deal with, you know, and he does a good job and keeps to himself. Can get tiring. I did 400 photos last week at the Playboy
0: launch. Just want to uh, give, get a, out of there, give yeah. a Dusty uh, just a little heads up, mate. Uh, now you can use Click and Collect. <laughs> <laughs> click and Always collect. nice. Yeah. Coles Online. Yeah. Coles, Online. Yeah. Coles Online. There you go, Menu Coles. Log.
2: Menu Log. Warwick and I will both have a, uh,
0: we'll have a Coles voucher for that. Thank you, Coles. We will, yeah, well, yes. The next sponsor coming up, Coles. Yeah. Yep. You can uh, you can send it to the Kappa Cave, Ballwin North. <laughs> What's the postcode here? Four two one zero. Four two one zero. I don't think that's true, but that <sighs> could be a fake one. No, I it think that's
2: Northern Territory, isn't yeah. it? And
0: our phone number is five five five. Triple X Kappa. Yeah. Well. Um, yeah. Look, the just being a, a part of that era of football and those footballers as a player manager, uh, you, you used to be in the. In the press a lot, but I mean, when you've got people like, you know, the people we've mentioned, Wayne Carey, Gary Ablett, yeah. these are people who, you know, in their day they were playing in Premiership, well, in, in Grand yep. Finals, you know, some, Wayne won some, I don't think Gary, he didn't win the flag,
2: did he? No, no but, he didn't um, play in the Premiership, but, Wayne played in two, probably should have played in three, um, but you got to remember that... Um, and this is not having a go what you're saying, is, is that back then the only form of media was free-to-air TV and the yep. newspaper. Yeah, that no, was it. No Facebook. Now there's just all the Instagram, there's Facebook, there's, yeah. you know, all the TikTok. Online, online media. You know, online media, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, yeah. where people are trying to fill up gaps with any sort of clickbait yeah, that material 20, they that can do.
0: That 24-hour news cycle... Yeah, and... Yeah, um, so they invent things. You know,
2: and people say to me, oh, you know, perhaps when all that Wayne Carey stuff happened, how did you feel and everything else? I go, well, you got to remember, I didn't walk out on my front lawn at five o'clock in the morning, pick up the, the newspaper and uh, headlines. you got to remember that I had it the other way, that someone's rung me up and said, this is what I've done, Ricky. Yep. And I've gone, Jesus, yep. you know. So, you know, it's a different scenario in my seat to, compared to the average person, I suppose, who just reads it in the newspaper back in those days. Yeah, These days, you get it to pop up on your phone within two seconds. A lot of media platforms in the hundreds yeah. Speaking but of
0: j- journalism, though, too, you know, the, the reality is is that the way that these these uh, these news offices are set up, you can have a good journalist out there that's actually looking for a story, and they submit it to their sub editor or their editor editor, who then basically, yep. you know, picks the eyes out of it, rewrites parts of it, gives it a clickbait headline, and then yep. reframes it out of context yeah. for the sake of clicks. Online. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know?
2: yeah. Look, it's not about credibility anymore. It's just about click, it's, offending someone or, or upsetting them. Or yeah, yeah. People love to take sides, particularly if it's a high-profile person. They love to just see them buried. Especially the, fem- the feminists. Australia used to be a country of get up and have a go. Now it's a country of get up and have a go at someone. Yeah, yeah. And when I said that at a conference once, the Prime Minister came up to me and said, Ricky, can I use that line? It's not a bad one. Which Prime it, Minister was that? Uh, that was John Howard, actually. Yeah, right. And that, also in that Little one, Johnny. I was ta- and you'll actually, you'll all uh, gravitate to this one, is the other thing I said that day that he said he wanted to use was I said, when I was a kid, my mum and dad couldn't get me to come inside. Now you can't get your kids to go outside. Ah, and nah. he said, can I use that one as well? I said, yeah, sure. It's a dollar a use. Uh, how many times a year? 10000 Okay, just cash up front, thanks. That's because we're in front on the bums there's all day, uh, on there's computers. The, there's the uh, entrepreneur extraordinaire. He's
0: yeah. <laughs> licensing his catchphrase. Yeah, he's like, he's like, me. I love it.
1: Yeah. yeah, he's done what I did. Yep. You, Trademark your name.
0: You, you guys, you guys got something coming up next Friday night or something, have you?
2: You know. Uh, we've got a few things, a few gigs coming up with footy clubs and that, mainly a couple of cricket clubs coming up. And um, Can you mention that next year will be big. Uh, I think it'll be a record amount of uh, gigs actually because of lockdown. Uh, we've not only got a lot of. Gigs that were rescheduled to next year, but also there's a lot of people, you know, wanting these one-off games and Warwick to come out and, uh, you know, Dane Swan is probably the most popular ex-player I've ever seen. He's a bit younger, so he can still. Yeah, play. he's still in this, you know, in yeah. the recent era and, uh, you know, play at Collingwood, of course, all that sort of thing is. Uh, Invaluable, so I he suppose. He can do the game, and we'll yeah. do the show. And Heath show. Shaw's actually just uh, spoken to me last night and said he wants to play a few games. So he's yep. very popular, Heath, as well. Yeah. And, and he's actually a player who's capable of playing really well at that he's level. Still pretty fit, isn't he? Yeah, he's he, both him and Dane are very similar in their body shape and sort of skills yeah. and, and their athleticism. He did pretty I well
1: on SAS. Yeah, I yeah. Me to go on that. Yeah, no, I, I was, think I Heath's was, a great. I wasn't quite up to it. <laughs> <laughs> I to, after two operations, you things. were yeah, 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 you were a rescue package yeah. before you started. Last one day. Yeah.
0: So did you try and get the the wizard in your stable back in the day, mate?
2: Um what she did. No, back in that day, Peter Jess who was managing him was actually a very Peter was one of the first agents. I wasn't. I was I was probably five, six years after they started, but yeah. I was the first one who actually earned players money off the field. And that's one thing that you know, I don't get any uh, recognition from the AFL over or anything is, um, you know, I took the AFL on because they were they were taking money off players by licensing yeah. their images out and everything. I, and enough. I took yeah. them to court. They settled outside the court. And then the deal I did, which involved a player has to get 80% of... If the AFL does a poster of Wayne Carey, he gets 80%. The AFL keeps 20%. If there's up more than three players in it, it's classified as team. Yep. And therefore the AFL should keep that's it. Fair, and I didn't have a problem fair. with that. Yeah. Fair, yeah. How, do you, then, how
0: do you track and manage that? That, that would yeah. be a logistic...
2: Nightmare. Oh well with the with the big name players it's um you know it was just a, you just had to trust the AFL on what, what the income was and paid the paid yeah. the club and paid the player. How'd you go with James Hurd?
1: Yeah James was, was that a bit touching or No no, James is, was, is
2: right? he's a good client and a good, um good, yeah, good player. He, I think James doesn't get the credit that he deserves as a player. I think yeah. he was a great player. He, he was one of the... He was an incredible he was just, player. He was very just good. one of those players I thought was half a second ahead of everyone else. Like, he, yeah. he knew where the ball was going yeah. before others did. And, uh, no, he was he was a great player. And, and that's that's why Jason Dunstall, James Heard and Wayne Carey work because all three of them are very different. Yeah. Jason was a great media talent yeah. at hosting. Wayne was Wayne and James James was James, I suppose. And someone said yeah. to me once if there was a brick wall between James Heard and Wayne Carey and a football on the other side, who'd get there? First, and I said, "Well, they both get there at the same time because James had tinky's way around it, and Wayne had smashed the bloody brick wall yeah. over, wouldn't he? Different so, personalities. yeah. Different personalities, in each t- like I've both never the been. Players. You know, I've spoken to Danielle lately last week, and you know, I managed. Danielle, back when he yeah, was a good bloke, it, yeah, a great bloke when he was playing football, and you know now he's gone down the female way, and everyone's different. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Everyone's different, and yeah. I, I, I love her, and uh, always will. And you know, it, it, your sexuality and everything shouldn't mean anything to anyone. Yeah. Mind your own business. It's what it's what they, you don't have to have an opinion on it. It's a good opportunity um, now, especially negative yeah. opinion. So Tony's but, looking at me like something's about to happen, and I don't I
0: know that. No, We've got, phone a f- call. we've
2: got a phone call coming in. One second there, guys. Who have you got
0: there, Tony? Let me just jump in. This is a T-Wiz podcast. Uh, who have we got on the phone there?
3: Oh, yes, hello. It's uh, Carol Minogue here. Carol! Oh,
0: oh, I was waiting oh.
1: for your call, lovey. How are you?
3: Well, we're excellent. Thank you, Warwick. We're celebrating Kylie's induction to the Victorian Music Hall of Fame. We're so proud. Uh, if only Danny could reach those lofty heights. Well, maybe Campbellwell <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yeah. But, uh, Going very well. Uh Danny's range, petites range at targets is going through the roof. Thanks to you, Warwick. And there you go, Wiz. You've wh-
0: given it the T Wiz bump there, Warwick. Bear on, Wiz bump.
3: We thought we'd bring out the Warwick Cappa Petite's range for the uh <laughs> for the formal wear. We'd like to call it
1: the Dapper Kappa. Yeah. Like what do you think, Warwick? Will, nice. that, will that work? I'll get my bring some gold pants out. Like we've got uh,
0: we've got Ricky Nixon on the show tonight. Carol, I mean, he might have to uh, get in the middle and help broker this deal for the Wiz. You're not with uh, <laughs> get that some, uh, that old player yeah. manager anymore, are you, no, mate?
1: No, no, we, we get the gold shorts out of um, the meter maids and yep. pull, pull them in those pa- hands. Pull them out, out of the top well.
3: drawer. He's... Nice. He's always
0: been my favourite president, Nixon. He was a fantastic. He was a good president. We loved him so, but he was great. Carol, it's uh, it's Ricky Nixon, the legendary footballer, player, manager. Uh,
2: Remember? Yeah. Same same name. The only person with his name on the moon. Different postcode, mate. I heard he had a
3: problem with his balls. Is he okay now? He's perfectly fine.
2: He's still cutting off
0: a seam, but no. He's had them Botox. They're smooth as a boiled egg now. Smooth as my forehead.
3: He was a St Kilda player, wasn't he? I, I think. I, hey, Warwick, I have a joke for you. Is that okay? No. Oh, here we not. go.
0: Hold on, Carol. Let me just test my here weapons. We, here we go. Okay, we're ready
3: All to right, roll. Right. Get ready, Carol.
2: Yes. Go, go, Carol.
0: Go, go, Carol.
3: Why can't you swim at St Kilda Beach?
2: Why? Because there's no flag.
3: Because <laughs> because they only have one flag. Okay, Carol,
2: hey! going boom.
3: Carol, go, Carol, go, boom. Boom.
1: Boom. Oh, well done. Good stuff, Carol. Hey, Carol. What about? Danny, what, what Danny, better get you on the shot. <laughs> uh, what about this one, Lovey? What's what's the difference between um, Finder Street Station and Warwick Kappa Shorts? There's Ooh, a, I have no idea. There's a ballroom in Finder Street Station.
0: That's not <laughs> how, <laughs> that, that's not oh, how oh, it goes. No. No no, 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 no. Hold Jefferson's on. Danny, you. you can't No, 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 It's the other way around. The difference no. is is that Warwick Kappa Shorts doesn't have any ballroom. Ball okay, we Caps goes boom. I
3: did
1: torture that one day.
3: <laughs> well we we ordered the, the clothing for the Kappa the Dapper Kappa range. Jappa but Kappa. unfortunately it came back as Warwick Irwin and it's exactly <laughs> Fitzroy colours. Yeah, so Warwick So we had to take them back. Yeah, he was out of Warwick to... in
1: the league. Warwick Irwin, good player. Really? <laughs> a
3: little a little good. bit of a obscure reference there, boys. I'm sorry about that one. But hey, anyway, we must be on. Oh, we're going to Chin Chin. Come on, let's get the Bentley. Come on. <laughs> <let's> <laughs> go. Chin chin, Thanks panel. so chin, chin. much, Carol. On you, we Carol. We you, Warwick. See you, Carol. Three, Thank you, Mr President. Thank you, Mr President.
2: No worries, Kazza. See you, Kaz. Very good. And what a
0: masterful fade! Listen to that fade out there, guys. Check, yeah, that, out. Fade yeah, check that out. Check yeah. that out. We've got all the instruments now, haven't we? Yeah. I am doing all that with technology. one thumb and two fingers, yeah. just the way Nikki
2: D likes it. Well, that's the way you use it every night. One <laughs> <isn't> it? <laughs> <It's terrible. Hey. laughs> thumb and two fingers. Hold on, she Ricky goes, goes, goes bang. There <laughs> we go. I'm not, I got to put that Carol tried to pinch my line, but she got boom mixed up with bang, all oh, the other way around. She did. She definitely she got could. bang mixed up with boom.
0: She gets her booms and her bangs very yeah. mixed up. Yeah. So. Ricky, who's the highest earner you ever represented?
2: Actually, that's a great question because I used to use this on sports nights and I used to pose a question to the crowd and everyone listening now, think about it. Who would have been the biggest earner? Would have been Wayne Carey, would have been Gary Ablett, Michael Voss maybe, three premierships at Brisbane, Ben Cousins even, you know, over the years. Yeah. Guess who it was? Who? The footballer I managed who earned 10 times more than all of them, Ben Graham. Ben Geelong Graham. captain. Yeah, there you go. played at Geelong for fourteen years. Then went to the. I got him into the NFL. Yeah, and had, he didn't played he? for ten years, where you get a minimum of a M- American million dollars a year. It was a kicker, wasn't he? And at Jeez. that stage, that was about one point five Australian. Shit. So he he would have earned in his career probably in excess of fifteen million dollars. I'd, I'd guess at that's unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, I actually just spoke to him yesterday. And, he was a record. good, uh, he's athlete, a ripper, wasn't he? Bloke. good athlete. Oh, he was, and one of the biggest kicks yeah. you've ever seen. You like, know, he's like Seth Rocker, yeah, there there Unbelievable kick, and um, so I who, think that's who the, initiated that. Did he? Did he get a? Did he get? No, a call he or? asked me to try and um, do something. And ironically, I hooked up um, with a girl in America who just started as an agent, and I was very concerned that you know she didn't maybe know what she was doing. She's now the biggest agent in America, yeah, right. as we know, Kristen. And, um, she, Shout out to Kristen. Yeah, she's an um, absolute legend over there. And, uh, and and also, she contacted me yesterday. I asked Ben for a number, and she. I said, you wouldn't remember me, I'm Ricky. He, oh, yes, Ricky, you're the biggest agent in Australia, I remember. And what you yep. did for me, I'll never forget. And I went, wow, well, yeah. that's good, yeah. So her and I are talking about a sports agent course. I do one in Australia. I've done it for 20 years, an online eight-week course. It yep, yep. sells out, but we're going to make it go worldwide. So I'm going to have a cricket person in India, yep. a soccer agent in, a, in the UK, and she's going to be the Americans Side of it, so about, nice. yeah, idea, If it? you do the course it's week seven or something, might be if you want to be a US agent, you you do the tutorial tutorial with Christian. If you yep. want to be a cricket agent, you you know you can just you can pick and choose. So yeah, how, no. ma-
0: how many people go in the course each cycle?
2: Uh, each cycle, I try to keep it to about 30 because I just figure you don't want to uh, flood the market with agents because none of them are going to make money that way. So I always keep it at about 30. I do it Sometimes once a year, sometimes twice a year. But with this type of course, it'll be unlimited numbers. Um, that could work. Because yeah. it's got global potential. Yeah, well, yeah. That, um, I was just trying to think of his name, an actor in America. He created a course for acting. This was 10 years ago. And he charged, guess how much he charged per, per student, $1.99 a week. But guess how many students he had? 20,000. A million students in America. Kevin Stacey, it was. And he was earning a million, two million dollars a week. He was earning. Hold on, you mean Kevin Spacey? Spacey, yeah. Spacey. Yeah, Anchor. right. Yeah, the actor, and what he did was it was like you got notes each week on how to be an actor, and each Wednesday night he did a live tutorial, and he, and oh. I, I think that could work with the sports agent side of it because yep. if you think about the students you could get out of India for cricket and out of the UK for soccer, you know, with these names, it could be three million people a week, yeah. and you get them to pay five dollars, which is nothing. It's 5 man, dollars a, it's week. a cup
1: of coffee. One hundred forty million people over there. Yeah, hundred percent. Big market. Yeah. Sh- can you share us that, um, the story about the Gary Abbott's footy cards with the kids? Oh, yeah. So I'll
2: shorten the 10 minutes to to two minutes here. But uh, I I used to have a back in the day when mobile phones didn't exist, I had a private line in my office and it was for players only. And of course, if it rang, it was, you know, Wayne Carey or it was James Hurd or Nick Rewald or whoever. It rang one day and uh, said, hello. This voice goes, Oh Ricky, it's Gary Ablett. I said, ah oh, yeah. And I wasn't managing him, so he pissed off and hung up. Rang again. He goes, Ricky, it's really Gary Ablett. I said, the real Gary Ablett? He goes, Yeah. I said, what do you want? He goes, oh, I heard you made Wayne Carey a million dollars last year. If mate, if you can get me that, um, you know, I'll sign up with you for ten years. I said, Gary, sorry, not a $1 million dollars, hundred thousand, I think it was back then in those yep, days. Yep. That's big money and, back then. Yeah, off the field. Sorry, not on the field, but yep, off yep. the field, a hundred thousand, he said. I said, Gary, I could get you that in three weeks. He goes, All right, I'll sign with you now. All right. I hung up the phone and went, shit, how am I going to do that? I swear <laughs> it's true. Three minutes later my phone rang and this bloke goes, Ricky, you don't know me. I'm John. I'm from Peter the Lombard Paper People. We make life size cardboard cutouts of players. Do you manage Gary Ablett? I said, Yeah, I've been managing him for ten years. He goes, mate, what if we do one of him? We'll give you fifty grand. I said, mate, it's Gary Ablett. He said, what about 100? I said, done. <laughs> <laughs> Rang up Gary he goes, you're a genius. I said, I know that. you got to be at this photo studio at Lovely. 11, 11 o'clock on Sunday morning in yeah. North Melbourne. Come up from Geelong. Don't be late. He turned up at 3 o'clock and um, he <laughs> brought Gary Jr. <laughs> and Nathan. They were 11 and 12 at the time. Gary's in the toilets combing his one strand of hair for about three hours and the two little boys <laughs> yeah, are mucking around. One, they, knocked, they knocked a light stand over. The photographer's come running in. Gary's come running out and he goes, that's it. I've had it with these bloody kids. Went over to his computer and printed off a photo of Gary taking... The mark, second mark of the century, yeah, of course. Behind me, yeah. And he yeah. gave it to the two kids and I'll never forget <laughs> what happened. I didn't drop one. And everybody listening to this podcast, have you ever asked your dad for an autograph? I haven't asked my dad. Anyway, the two boys said, Dad, Dad, can you sign it for us? And Gary said, no, piss off. I said, Gary, it's your own kids. He said, I'm not signing it, Rick. Photographer goes, that's it. I'm taking these two kids out of the room. New Mr. Hotshot agent, you don't fix this up. He said, the hundred grand's off the table. I went, no, my new BMW's off the table. He went out of the room, took the two kids. I said to Gary, Gary, it's your." Your own kids, you got to sign it for them. He said, "I'm not signing it, Rick." I said, "Why won't you sign it for your own kids?" He said, "I've been up to the school three times this week to see the principal. These little pricks have been bringing home footy cards. I've been signing them. They've been selling them for <laughs> seventy bucks." Mom, see? Fast forward ten years. I'm over in Adelaide. I go for a walk in the morning, I'm walking. Through clever, the... clever. This bloke's walking towards me with a hoodie on. He goes, "G'day, chicken." I said, "G'day, mate." He goes, "It's Gary." I said, "Gary, you took the hoodie off. It was Gary Junior." Yep. And he goes, I've got a bone to pick with you. He said, Oh, you tell this story about us selling footy cards about dad for 70 bucks. It's just not true. I said, it's not true. And he goes, no, don't say it anymore. I said, oh, okay, I'm really sorry. He goes, yeah, you should be. We're getting 150. Wow. <laughs> Chicken goes <Amazing>. back.
1: <laughs> Gary Jr. Entrepreneurs like uh, Captain Ricky, early age. Good story, yeah.
0: son. Yeah. Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, it is a good one. Oh.
1: No, so we've got a, yeah we've got shows coming up. So they, how can they book the shows, Ricky? For the oh, look,
2: the biggest footy games platform and for me is the f- Facebook. You know, people. Yep. Con- the footy clubs, you know, this week have been contacting me already and getting yep. in things. So if you want to contact me, get on Facebook, uh, or you can email me at info at yep. And we'll, the, and we'll put all the
0: links to everything you've and got the plans on our are, social Now separate. the planes are finally opened up because oh, that's right. Well, you know, being able finally trouble, get out of here—it's only Northern Territory grand, we yeah. can't
2: really go to. And yep. At the moment, no one probably wants to go to Western Australia yeah. the way we have been treated. So, yeah, WA, uh, wait a while. I'd like up. to get over there next season. Um, there was a couple of invitations this week <laughs> from uh, Adelaide, uh, from sorry, Western Australia. Yeah, um, but yeah, and we've, done,
1: we've done a lot of uh, footy shows in Tasmania. I mean, yeah, well, Dane Swan's, Swans already. Swans already
2: booked to play in Queensland. Two games in Queensland. Two in Tasmania. Mania, one in South Australia, one in New South Wales and okay. probably two in Victoria. Eight games all together. And uh, Heath Shaw last night spoke to me about playing a couple yeah. of games too and I think he'll be pretty popular as well. Well, they can
0: play and we'll, we'll do the footy clubs, yeah. fundraisers for them. That's right. Yeah. Something that I, I want to ask you about, Ricky, is that, you know, a, a little while back where you were stripped of your ability to work as a player manager. Yep. What I don't understand is that how can any organisation or any body of any kind turn around and say, you can no longer work in this industry? H- how is that possible?
2: Well, Isn't there some kind that. of restraint yeah. of trade? No, if, if I took the matter to yeah, court, is, I, 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 there's no way I could lose it because, number one, I created the accreditation for the Players' Association. Not many people know that. Yeah, right. I did that with Andrew Demetrio when he was the CEO of the Players' Association. And if I took it to court, they would not win a court case Due to restriction, restraint of trade, rather restraint of trade. Yep, yep. I mean, because effectively, I created the industry. You can't stop me working in the industry that you create, or certainly influenced. Well, tell me this: in the last ten years, let alone twenty years, tell me something innovative that's been introduced in AFL football. Nothing. Something that you go, wow, that was game-changing. That was. There's about that four was, rule that, changes. Know, about you know, yeah, yeah. That, that, or that marketing. To
0: be honest, all all the rule changes kind of like give me a fucking headache. Oh. I
2: know, right. you know. I mean, uh, you know, when they had the, the, the
0: sub thing on and
2: the interta- interchange, and then well, they've got a they've got yeah. a massive opportunity at the moment uh, with this team in Tasmania. Now, I was anti a team in Tasmania, not anti a team in Tasmania, but I think that people mean, got to mean, understand the population yeah. in Tasmania is only seven hundred thousand. You mean to get licence, man? Just as many people around Geelong as they live yeah. in Tasmania to get an AFL team, An yeah. AFL yeah. team, yeah. They,
0: You know, Geelong have a team.
2: But people wouldn't. Most people wouldn't be aware that when GWS started, I uh, I applied for the license in Sydney, and I wanted to create the Sydney Celtics, which would be a team of Irish players. Now you think about it, that meant would mean every AFL game would be broadcast into Ireland. How much more revenue they get? The AFL said, "No, nah, we're worried that people will come along with flares and start throwing them, and it'll be you know into." You're kidding yourself. They were losing so much money in the first two years. Mike Fitzpatrick, the head of the AFL Commission, rang me and said, Rick, can we go back to your idea and we'll go 50-50? So they wanted me to go in and create the Sydney Celtics and I said, no, yep. no, nah, you didn't take up my idea in the first place. But now they have a huge opportunity in Tasmania. Why not create the Tasmanian Celtics, which is a Tasmanian team with Tasmanian players but has an Irish flavour to it? I need it. Because That's in Australia, ideas. there's so many Irish people or yeah. first blood Irish or cousins or whatever else and the games will get broadcast into Ireland and the UK, they watch it all the time. Like
1: garlic. R- garlic r-
2: but you don't rules. see this yeah. innovation in AFL. I haven't seen one good new idea... In, I can't even think. The last good new idea it was probably back in the nineties. And It's a billion dollar in-
1: industry, and they've, they don't give enough to grassroots footy either. Yeah, but the, the, the truth the is, is, Australia you, and they, they you, got a lot of them are you,
0: you drive around Australia, and, and like, AFL becomes secondary in yeah. half the states in the country. It's not, yeah. not even—it's not really a national sport. You go—I lived in Sydney for a few years, and yeah. AFL. Doesn't uh, exist. No, I mean, basically, they're just talking about, like, basically skinny little athletes yeah. running
1: around a football. And yeah, we had to break it in the market back in 82, 83 there and to give yeah. give 10,000 tickets away.
0: Well, Buddy's up there now, right? Together and he, and he, he's a superstar. But, I mean, yep. since...
1: since you were up there. Yeah, I started that marketing, and then they had a big four. But they four, crap four on about
2: how crowds are getting bigger each year. But what they don't tell you is the population growth has gone up, say, twenty percent. The AFL crowds have gone up four percent. So yeah. in relation to the population, it's not expanding. It's not at relative. All. Yeah. It's not relative.
0: Yeah, but the other thing too is that you know, where's the metric for you know the 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 client experience? Yeah. Right. You know, when I was when I was a kid, I used to catch a train into the MCG and I think it was O'Brien's Catering. Yep. We'd rock up to one of the gates there. You know, you, you'd choose whether you want to do the, the soft drinks and lollies or the hot dogs or pies. And I'd yep. walk around the old MCG. I, I remember, you know, doing it for the cricket when the, um you know, Ian Botham and, you know, Viv Richards and the West Indies and, yep. Yep. you know. the uh,
1: And they used to have seconds now they haven't got that.
0: Yeah, and you'd, you'd get to the football early in no. those days and, you know, yeah. the reserves would be playing. Yeah. You yeah, know exactly. um but the other thing too that was a really great experience is that the ability to get up off your seat you could walk around the entire arena yeah right now you kind of you're, kinda, right you're, you're in part your part, little yeah. cage yep. you know yep. and that's that's fine but the reality is is the that game, the game has been hijacked by the corporates Oh, bit, I don't see bit. a
2: lot of kids. Trouble. I don't see a lot of kids like you used to walking around with jumpers with numbers on the back and hero worship doesn't exist. I think Dusty's one of the last few who's a hero of worship, yeah. and you know, look, hopefully they get a few players in the next few years who come through as those heroes. But unless you got character, you're not going to be. You know, appealing to kids like it used to be. Well, at the
0: MCG, there used to be the Bay 13 Yobos. Yeah. Well, when right. I grew up in Bendigo, yeah, when you know, I grew up in Bendigo, it was a
2: Carlton zone, and I had to go to and play with Carlton. But my idol was Trevor Barker. Yep, and he was the Hollywood player before Warwick Kappa. He right was the blonde he, hair, yeah, big hangers. You know, he used to. Doing the cappers Women chasing him everywhere And you know He was just And when I, I ended up playing At St Kilda with him And to play with your idol Was Great just guy the too. greatest thing That ever happened And you know Trevor Barker We lost him at 37 or 39 For cancer Tragedy you know, it was yeah the greatest tragedy Of all time it's a young guy like, no. When I started He said Rick um, You can use me And book me for sports nights And I said How much do you want He said You don't Just say a thousand Or five hundred You keep the money Set you up in business I said What for the first one He goes no For the whole year I'll just do them for free. How nice is that? Yeah, unbelievable. You you know, know, and Tom uh, know spoke, spoke, spoke well of him. Bloke. He went
1: yeah. out with Tom daughter. Yeah, that's Trevor right. Trevor's
2: great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, Trevor Barker, shame, and one of the great heroes of the game. Along, and, and she um,
1: came to your fundraiser. I sat with next to her yeah. two years ago. Sam Ham yeah. great lady. Yeah, it was. What yeah. a great, great
0: player he was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolute superstar. On another note, Ricky, what I'd be really curious to know is that what were some of your toughest negotiations and did you ever find yourself when you're basically putting the fist down on the, uh, on, the on the table or, or looking for that checkbook, did anybody ever like fucking march you out the door
2: of the club and going, fuck off? <laughs> no, I think one of the funnier <laughs> ones was Gary Ablett Senior when he did an unbelievable year and I and um, for some reason I came up it was in the newspaper that's right that 80% of people in Geelong were going to games to watch Gary not to watch Geelong yep. so I said to the club I want 700,000 which was a lot of money back in the 90s and they said yep. you're kidding yourself we'll give you 300 I said I want 700 or else I said well and then that, about two days later I sent them a message and said if you're not going to give us 700 I want 80% of the gate takings because <laughs> they're coming <laughs> to see Gary play good thing, I said right? oh, mate, you're yep. kidding yourself yeah anyway Gary kicked 14 two days Perfect. They rang up and said, "We'll give you 750." Yeah, boom. So it's all about marketing too. Yeah, it's a bit about you know you got to respect the player and where you think they rank. Yep. You know, I, I never went to a club where the club said you're kidding yourself. You know that that's not what he's it, worth. I, most clubs would say we because I'd played the
0: game. You've got to consider the economics yeah. of the situation. Don't that's
2: you. right. Yep. And yeah, yep. what what the people don't realise too. is yep. Dustin yep. Martin's reportedly yep. earning at 1.3 million and probably you know maybe up to Cup two up. or three hundred or half yeah. a mil off the field. Yep. Wayne Carey was earning that in 2000. That's yep. 21 years ago. So the best players in the game are being underpaid, in my yeah. view. It's the players yeah. in the middle who are average players are getting four hundred thousand. They should be getting one hundred and fifty. So yeah. Ralph uh,
0: Carr's Dustin's manager yeah. now. Yep. Yeah,
1: I met him. He was an Ultra Train commercial with us. Yep. Was he?
2: Well, people yeah. don't. A lot of people don't realise. I found mm. Dustin Martin, and it's a great story. Ray Byrne, who played at Carlton and Geelong, he was the football manager of Bendio Pioneers, and he rang me one day. He used to always tip me into players or say this, you know, come and say this player. Where did he come from, Ricky? where did he come from? Bendigo. B- yeah. yeah, he came from Bendigo. He yep. played at my old club, Golden right. Square. And he um, rang me one day and said, I know you hear this all the time, Rick, but I got the next Wayne Carey. And I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. He goes, mate, you've got to come up here because all these agents are on to him already. I said, mate, I haven't got time to come up tomorrow. He goes, seriously, come up tomorrow. I went up. I reckon I watched three minutes of the game and I ran out on the ground with a pen. And I said, Dustin, sign here. <laughs> <laughs> was he
1: on fire? Was he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: And he was always going to be one of those players who was going to take three or four years and then he, he yeah. would mature. Christian Petrarch is the same. He was the best young player I coached against. So I coached yeah. Darcy Moore and Bill Gowers and Mark Pittney three AFL players. And who are you coaching? Uh, Q Comets okay. and um Petrarcha's uh, had a great two Petrarcha years was the best young player I saw play yeah. and uh, I said he was the same as Dustin Martin he'll take three or four years to really hit yeah. it it's probably taken five he's had a great two years isn't he yeah but he's realised he's got to be super fit and yeah. realised he's a, he, can, he can win matches himself and he's, he's a great player
0: you also got to be in the right team environment where you're playing the right kind of role got the right support around yeah, you yeah yeah I mean Melbourne no, no, are very no, lucky no,
2: They're, yeah. right, their captain is just an unbelievable bloke and he's just a great leader and you know I, I'm massive on Big Maxie. where you yeah The the best people who stand out in anything, whether it's politics, sports, have got to have presence – and it's funny how Neil Barm, who's got massive presence, everywhere he's gone, Geelong win premierships. He went to Collingwood, they win a premiership. He goes to Richmond, they win yep. three premierships because yep. he, he has presence. When young players walk into the club, they shit themselves. They respect him. They respect him, yeah. And, yep. and you know, uh, even yourself had a lot of presence uh, when you played. And uh, playing with Tony Lockett. Look, mm. I've never seen a player who people shit themselves about more yeah. than Tony Lockett. He was a So did I when he was charging unit. out from full forward and he's yeah. coming towards me. I used to jump out of the way.
1: Yeah, McKinnon, he said he used to shit himself. Yeah. The, he was saying, he got me here like lucky he well, those, one day I was
2: in the gym th- and Plugger th- th- said, "Who are we playing this week?" I said, "Footscray." And he goes, "Are we?" And I said, "You don't even know who we're playing." He goes, "No." Nah. Who am I playing on? I said, "Oh, you're playing on Rick Kennedy." Mm-hmm. He goes, "Was that that bloke who tried to punch me last year?" <laughs> I said, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, that bloke." We get we go to the game on Saturday. He, tries to be he got man. him in a headlock. Yeah. No, and yeah. I said, Plug I'll let it. You're going to kill him. His face went blue." I said, "I thought he was going to die, Rick Kennedy." That's what Ricky said in, our, oh, in,
1: the, in, the, in the book. I mean, he said, "If oh, he feared for his life, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm up for it here."
0: Powerful unit. I saw mm. him. Uh, I saw him. A spray, yeah. doing something with the Swans recently, and he looked like he dropped. Tone yeah, people away. think
2: he sort of had cancer or whatever, but he's actually just gone onto a diet that's um you know one of those yep. um, milkshake type diets and everything. And uh, he's off the bread and um, yeah, you know, he lives pasta. up at uh, the coast on the near Byron Bay, I think somewhere. And you know he lives a very quiet life. Yep. You know he doesn't use his mobile phone. And he's on a farm. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's a life that. You know, he wants to live and, you know, Tony's... As far as I'm concerned, he's one of the in the top four players of all time. He's yeah. a great player. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, one player that I'd mentioned tonight that a lot of people wouldn't is uh, Simon Blackett. Brisbane, I rate him as high as anyone three in the Yeah, three premierships, Brandlow medals. You know, I, I, and he never gets mentioned by anyone. Yeah, and, uh, underrated. Very, very Black, smooth, was yeah, he? Michael Voss and Simon Black, but they had a great team. The, the best team I've ever seen is the Brisbane team that won three flags. Oh yeah, what a yeah. team! Yeah, they had power. And everything. I'd say second best would be would be the Hawks team a bit in the, those sort of three flags. In the eighties, I'm talking of 10, recent other, times. Yeah. yeah, not so much. So you go back to the eighties, Carlton dominated the early eighties, and then Hawthorne took over. Yeah, but you know, of the last twenty years, Brisbane are the best team I've seen by a fair bit Geelong were up there for a, for a little bit. Look, if you actually look at Geelong's stats, they're the most successful team in the last twenty years. They, they and they should have won three of the last six. Because they've been in the finals the last fourteen years, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Every, the only team hasn't missed the finals. Yeah. financially, oh, Brian Cook's an absolute guru, and that's one of the best recruits Carlton's ever got. He'll go well there, won't he? Carlton? Oh, he will. Look, he'll turn that club. You know, they've got everything going for them this year. And Michael Voss, second time round, I think he. I reckon be they'll be top eight from, this year. Yeah, yeah, and Diesel Diesel's footy manager. Yeah, once again, what does Diesel have? He has presence. What's Michael 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 Voss got presence. What's Brian Cook got presence? Suddenly, these young kids at Carlton—they go, you know. Plus, they all have. We better better follow them. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. correct. A a championship mindset. Yeah, and a winning mindset. Yeah, and you know, Michael Voss, most successful captain probably nearly of all time. Brian Cook probably most successful. He is the most successful. CEO. He was at West Coast when they won a premiership. Geelong when they won premierships and made very a lot of money for footy clubs. This is the year for Carlton, I think. It's got to be this year. Spent oh, I, think Spent yeah. years. I think it will it be. It years, I mean, they can't win. The I don't think they win the flag, but they, they can certainly finish top six. A, yeah, it'd
0: take a year or two to sort of bet it in, but it, you, you can you can see it's on the yeah. cards, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Hey, um, <laughs> Something that I wanted to bring up is that we talked about, you know, Sam's boat a little earlier on the show. <laughs> You know yeah. where this is going, right? <laughs> <laughs> so no, Sam there's Sam too told, many stories on Sam's. Sam, right? Sam yeah, well, we're not gonna tell all of them, but uh, Sam did tell the story of uh how you know, you, you're on the boat and then you end up... You dislocate your shoulder, is that right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah he jumped I, off and he I got, dislocated my shoulder and
2: then Warwick tried to pop it back in. It wouldn't pop back in, so... i got we, three quarters <laughs> in the for you. Uh, we, we had to go flying across the bay at about 300 kilometres Melissa started crying. <sighs> got me crying. Yeah, and then... Uh, no, it, I was actually jumping on my shoulder trying to push oh, it back no, in. Oh, no, that's what you and, want. And uh, then we had to rush to the Sandringham Hospital, so that was eventful. And then... Um, the came the on. Next time we went out, I said to Melissa... Yeah, you know, going for a swim, and she, oh, I don't want to, swim. I want to swim. She put on a life check. I said, "What are you doing?" So I threw her in. Yeah, I heard. Little, that little t- did uh, I know till she hit the water, she goes, "I can't swim! I can't swim!" Uh, you don't I know, know oh, how okay. to swim, right?
0: <laughs> right. And he throws you in the bay. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, you got to learn the tough way.
0: So uh, Sam said that you're a. Pretty quiet for the rest of the boat ride. Right? <laughs> so back
2: on next Saturday, it's going to be great. <laughs> That'll be amazing.
1: Let's hope Sam doesn't crash the boat again and sink it like last yeah, one. I might have to drive it. I think even the wrong side of the boy. That's it. it. That's
2: it.
0: <laughs> well, Ricky, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Oh, thank Th- you. There, There's a thousand stories we could tell, no okay. doubt, and um, hopefully uh, in season three we do ten episodes a season. This is episode sixteen tonight. Yep. Uh, hopefully uh, early in 2022. You know, when you're in town, we'll get you back in the Kappa Cave to uh, (laughs) tell some more stories.
2: See what's happening, part two. I might bring uh, my own frame jumpers along or something just to sort of change the theme of the garage a little bit there. There Yes, I'm
0: the cardboard
1: cutout master, aren't I? Nando's yeah. and, and sweeps The sun shines out of my buns Not yours uh, Warwick
0: Mate uh, we've been doing the, We've been doing the show For uh, you know Nearly six months now And uh, you know Mate I haven't even got A fucking passport yeah. <laughs> yeah we have to, get, you have
1: to get known first mate You're getting there You're on the way uh, And we beat um, Channel 7 last week And the ratings so That wouldn't be hard Yeah we give right. Channel
0: 7 A bit of a bump Touch up right, Yep go. we give them a touch up Yeah We're using yep. uh, using a little bit Of that old kappa uh, clout
2: Yep so that's uh, sure. The best thing about podcasts Is you can speak your mind Without having any fear Of any you yeah. know Swearing or whatever else you want to do, yeah, well, okay. yeah, and also you feel more relaxed doing a podcast and doing an interview on a radio station, or because they're not cutting you out and making oh, a cut you out every seven seconds. Oh, or, yeah. you know, or then when you get off, they then start begging shit out of you and everything. Well, the, yeah. the truth
0: of the matter is, is that um, you know, what corrupts all of these news organisations <laughs> is the advertisers. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean it's it's big it's big business yeah. that basically they senses want, they want advertising dollars. And yeah. you know we you know we're, we're free of any corporate overlords here. We we can just basically put on a good entertaining show for our listeners. And and next year they're going to be able to get on the twizpodcast.com website and buy yeah. happy birthday Cunty t shirts and all sorts of things. <laughs> we're going global. Yeah, good on so your, it's got a bit of mixture with sport entertainment.
1: Cunty. Yeah, three or four different topics. It's good.
0: Absolutely. Uh, well, thanks but for coming, in, mate. But mate it's you. been an absolute le- legend, uh, Ricky. Really appreciate it. Wiz, next week, we have got legendary record producer and musician Peter Reggie Bowman. And in the studio, coming to preview their new single. They're going to do a live in the Kappa Cave performance. It's the Burn City Saints. This is the T-Wiz Podcast. I'm Tony Marks.
1: I'm Wizard the Cabrin case been living in Mars. <laughs> okay. Wheezy. Yeah, we will be on T. We'll see you a great next week. week. Have a great weekend, guys. We're still recording. Cheers to Ricky.
3: <laughs>
1: Woo. Lisa's coming.